Big Fluff. Don't I buy everything you want? A, a bicycle? You get a bicycle. A car? You buy me many things. No, no. no. Well, not just buy. Well, we give you love and affection, don't we? Well, well, then what is it? Was it because we went to that party? Well, you know what kind of drunken brawls those kind of parties turn into. It's not a place for kids. A minute ago, you said you didn't care if he drinks. He said a little drink. You're tearing me apart! What? You, you say one thing, he says another, and everybody changes back again! That's a fine way to behave. Well, you know who he takes after. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. So stay tuned. And now, two guys with worse jokes than me. Joel Murphy in laws <laughs> Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And with me, a man who, when mixed with baking soda and water, can unclog your drain. Big vinegar. <laughs> Hi, <Parrot>. Joel. <laughs> How's it going? Okay. That's actually how that nickname came to be, because I was walking home from the store with a jug of vinegar to unclog my drain, and I thought to myself, this isn't going to work. <laughs> this is a scam by Big Vinegar to help us help us buy more products. Yeah, does that even work? Like, did you actually try it? Like, I did try it. No, it's horseshit. Yeah, that's, that's what I figured. I mean, it causes a chemical. You're basically just making a science fair volcano in your drain. No, you know what you do? Here's a free tip for all the Hobo Radio listeners. If your drain is clogged, you, you get some Mentos and you get some Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Pour them down. <clears throat> yeah, no, I would uh, I would just go with some Drano. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, they're not paying us anything to say that, but yeah. I've had success using that. Uh, by the way, I, I got sucked down in a rabbit hole of, I watched a YouTube video because the preview of it, like teased the idea of, it was like a fish tank that they filled with soda and Mentos. And I was really excited. And it was a really long video where they did a lot of shit like that. And then they saved that to the end, of course, cause that's your closer and I have to say pretty disappointing. Like, oh, yeah. because like it fizzed up, but you know, you want like the, like you're hoping like the glass shatters or like, it's gonna yeah. like all fly out. But I think because I'm not a scientist, if anyone thought that I apologize, if I've in any way presented myself as a scientist on this show, my, you know, sorry. Uh, easily, easily mistaken. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. Sure. I mean, I wear a lab coat when I record this, but that's just, you do. Yeah. And you have that crazy hair that's yeah. sticking up on your head. And <laughs> yeah. I see some, uh, some beakers and Erlenmeyer flask there in the background. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I get it for why people are confused, but I'm not a scientist, but I, I thought like, yeah, maybe they would just like all shoot out of the top, like a volcano or shatter the glass, but it's right, just right. like 18, 18, 12 overture starts playing <laughs> <laughs> in a slow motion, but no, it, uh, it just fizzed up a lot. 
but that contained itself in the i think because maybe it had so much space i because that's it right like i don't that's what i was starting to say with the scientist thing i don't know if it's like the the coke bottle like the two liter soda bottle like contains it enough that it is like forced straight up like i think Mm -hmm. with the room to expand it doesn't really need to do that so much like um i mean I'd like to see your I'd like to see your math on that. Do you have any data? Where are the charts? Again, it's just a lab coat and some flasks. I, well, I see don't... those charts behind you there. What do you measure? It's that. Oh, that's a. Oh, that's a list of abs. Yeah, were yeah. You, yeah. Were you were you rating abs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> With six being the best. <laughs> You don't want too many abs. No, no, no. T- yeah, it's it's definitely there's a curve to it. Like you start it's getting, true. yeah. Like, hey, Alexander Skarsgård, why do you have eight abs? Eight is too many. How do you get eight abs? I thought it, like I always thought there was a hard limit. On you always just heard six pack, and then yeah, you see people, and then it's like, what are all these abs? Yeah, what do you what do you do? What are you trying to prove yeah. that you're sexy? Okay, well that that actually panned. Yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> but come on, is it worth it? actually looks like it is pretty worth it actually you know yeah but deep down like you know the women who are definitely having sex with you at some point are probably like you know i might enjoy this slightly more if he had slightly less abs yep and and we come (laughs) that's our time did someone say less abs (laughs) (laughs) hey everyone (laughs) by the way speaking of us uh and sexy Uh people Okay. Uh, I'm going to tie this all together. Did you hear the news? This is very exciting news. Keanu Reeves, uh, mm-hmm. beloved uh, <laughs> right. center of the Keanu Sons. Uh-huh. He, um, he, he uh-huh. was caught sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his, his girlfriend, Alexandra Grant. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw it, but like they went to some event, they okay. were holding hands, their photos were taken. Uh, but I love this for this reason, because everyone online, like the, the reaction on social media was like, thank God, Keanu Reeves yeah. is the one. He's dating a woman his own age. He He's is age appropriate. Age well appropriate. <laughs> this is exciting for me because Keanu Reeves is 55 and she is 46. So she mm-hmm. is nine years younger than him, <laughs> which, hey... Turns out, age appropriate. There we go. Yeah, as a man with a wife who is nine years younger than me. Jeez. Very excited uh, to discover that. So thank you, Keanu. Thank you, Keanu. And also, you know what, Keanu? Good on you for putting yourself back out there. You know, the guy's been through, uh, had a lot of terrible things happen in his life, and we've seen him just be single for a while. So hell yeah, Keanu. Yeah, I mean, he had that whole thing where his wife died and then his dog was murdered by Alfie Allen. Which is arguably the worst person to have your dog murdered by. Yeah, it's for sure not who I would want to murder my dog. <laughs> With his stupid face. By the way, I I rewatched that movie, John Wick. Um, okay. Because I've been watching Humble Brack. I've been... Uh, using my exercise bike more and so i've been like watching it helps if i watch action movies because it distracts me from the fact that i'm using an exercise bike and that's incredibly boring and it sucks yeah it's really terrible and i tried podcasts uh which if that works for you specifically this one keep doing that for sure uh but for me like i would get bored because like i would be like well i'm kind of distracted but my eyes are still aware of the fact that i'm on a bike and it's not moving 
Right. So, so I'm staring at the space in between the windows and just yeah. moving my legs a lot. So, so I get very bored. But if I do action movies, it usually works pretty well because they're the right mix of it's something for my brain to focus uh, on, but also they're action movies. So like they're not asking, and I, they're all like movies that I've seen. Uh, so they're not, you know what I mean? It's it's enough. It's the right amount of like stimulation of like kind of good, but not really. Like, yeah. like I can't watch a drama while biking. It doesn't seem to work. No, no, not at all. I think that take that would take away some of the gravitas. Yeah, but but it seems to work. So anyway, so I've been watching stuff. I rewatched all the Mission Impossible movies, of course, because uh, they're great. Uh, but but then today I was trying to find something, and I watched John Wick. And I, this is, again, it's not timely. They've made two since then. But I just want to, there was one thing that really bothered me. Uh, so there's the scene in the first John Wick where he is, when after Alfie Allen has shown up at his house and then he, uh, like, you know, sledgehammers his floor and has the phone conversation with the dad and makes it clear, like, I, I'm going to kill your stupid son. Sure. Uh, the, the dad, like, tells uh, the mayhem from the... AKA Dennis Duffy, you know, he, uh-huh. he tells him to order uh, like everyone he can to go to John Wick's house to, to try to take him out. And they all show sure. up and, uh, you know, there's a big, awesome fight scene. And then like he kills 12 guys. And then so this is what bothers so John Wick. The whole thing is, is this world where everyone is, uh, uh, an assassin and they have this, fancy assassin hotel and they all use gold coins and sure. it's a everyone's an assassin uh uh-huh. secretly <laughs> uh yes. but uh so he he's murdered all the people and he picks up his phone and he's he's speaking in code because everyone speaks in code right and he's like i have a dinner reservation for 12 and then a van pulls up that's like cleaning service van and the guys get out so here's my thing. Okay, so presumably he's saying I have a dinner reservation because you got to speak in code because, you know, like you can't he can't be openly on a, you know, the NSA might be listening. Sure. Uh, sure. because so there's te- there's 12 dead bodies at my house. So you can't Someone say that I'm clean up a dozen bodies, please. So obviously you can't say that, but isn't it like if he's going to if they I feel like they didn't pick their metaphor. So like if you're going to say, like, I need a dinner reservation for 12, shouldn't the van say, like, catering on the side? <laughs> or, like, like, wouldn't it be Maybe, weird? Well, those, those two things could be unrelated. You know, you could have a dinner reservation for 12, and also you want your house clean. But right? presumably, didn't he call the number of the house cleaning people? Who did oh, he call? Jesus. Yeah, good call. Good call. Yeah, you could say, yeah, I, I have an emergency catering event. Well, but uh, or people coming over, or just like, hey, I have twelve rooms that need to be cleaned. Since a van is gonna show up, yeah. that's a cleaning van. Why don't I? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that gets into a can of worms because then maybe there's a miscommunication when someone calls and is like, hey, can you clean my three rooms? And then they pull up to be like, okay, uh, where are the sure. dead bodies? And they're like, what? <laughs> no, I just my bathroom needs the tile scrubbed well you know that that code thing is cute like it seems pretty badass in the first movie but then so in the second one when he goes to italy and he needs to arm himself he goes to the armory 
and I guess it's supposed to be a some he calls him a sommelier. I do believe. I think they get too cute with the what they are. Right. Yeah. Who was look? Peter Serafinowicz yeah. is fantastic. So any excuse to watch him work. But when they're talking about the weapons, it's like why? It's just the two of you in a secure room. Why are you talking in code? He's like dessert. Like no, I need a fucking knife. Yeah, I, I just yeah. <laughs> Show me knives. <laughs> I feel like for a world where you're constantly, your life is un, in danger and uh, you've got to, like, gun people down, they're they're a little too cute. Especially since everyone is apparently an assassin. And also in the first movie, a cop pulls up and is like, hey, I'm a cop. Oh, are there dead bodies behind the door? Okay, well, then I'm going to leave you to it, John Wick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you know what you're doing. I make a lot of conceits, yeah. but some of them, <clears throat> it is a little bit. It's you know, it's kind of the same as when um, when Batman is talking to to Lucius Fox in his Batman voice of, oh, "Okay, man, listen, could you just? I know who you are. Yeah, yeah, I it's a dick move. Stuff, yeah. but come yeah. on, man, also, it's me. Here, one more, <laughs> one more thing while I'm at it. Sorry, just to go back to John Wick. So, okay, so he is the the go-to assassin for the Russian mafia uh and then is given and like he meets a girl we we don't really find out how they met right uh, probably like okay Cupid or something mm-hmm. uh, Christian mingle um they meet you know tender whatever uh and and they date and he falls in love and then he wants to leave the business and so you know he's the baba yaga and he gives it an impossible task that he does and somehow completes and he's allowed to leave so he gets out of the life of crime and lives close enough to his old boss that he runs into his son at a gas station like you didn't move that's a good <laughs> that's actually a good fucking call. <laughs> you got a lot of money. You think you would like go go shack up on an island somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a, it almost seems like you you told yourself I don't want to stray too far. I might get back into this someday. Yeah, it feels like you were <clears throat> Well, I already uh put all of my guns under this like slab of cement. Uh-huh. Well, no one asked you to do that, John. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's not even an island. You could have just like because it seemed to me he was he was in one of those fancy northern New Jersey neighborhoods, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Like every all the shits happening in New York, but yeah, he's in New Jersey. But again, it, like the whole conceit of that movie is that he runs into Alfie Allen at a gas station. Yeah, he could have. Um, it could have just as easily been what it, it could have been Portland, Maine. Yeah. <laughs> Or you could have you could have moved to Paris. Mm-hmm. Well, nah, well, there's probably some bad people in Paris. I don't know Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, nothing's happening in Lincoln, Nebraska. No, no, nothing's happening there. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, there, there you go. Those are my thoughts on. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. On, on John Wick. I just I'm saying if it maybe would be a little bit more realistic. So if you want to uh, adjust that. <laughs> All I know is, I saw John Wick. Uh, Parabellum, and within the first half hour of that movie, he is just point blank throwing knives into people's faces on the ground. And I was like, "Holy shit, John I, Wick!" I haven't seen. Do it. I have to admit, I haven't seen that one yet. I didn't. I didn't see the third one. So it's ridiculous. I mean, it's yeah. still no. It's still it's still really good. There are dogs that are doing martial arts, and um, yeah, it was just like just the knives. I'm like, man, we haven't even. 
Have we seen opening credits yet? He is just destroying people with knives right now. That's good. I feel like it's a good endorsement. I might I might have to check that out then. You no, know, you definitely should. It's a lot of fun. Also, isn't uh uh doesn't um shit, what's his name? Uh Haynog Man, Jason Manzukis. Doesn't he show up? Yeah, 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 yeah. He show he shows up. He's prom- he's listed in the credits. Nice. Not yeah, not the rolling credits, like the like the before name, the credits credits. Name yeah, yeah. like oh shit. Yeah, man. It's pretty exciting. I'm excited for him. Considering he's, I think, has a total of, like, three movies under his belt. And one of them was definitely <laughs> The Dictator, which uh, did not work out. It didn't work out, but he's really funny in that. If you haven't, did you ever check out The Long Dumb Road? No, I really meant to, and then I didn't. It's good. It's good. It's nothing that's going to, I don't think it, it was even made to blow anyone's mind. But very, like, um, um, it, it, very much like a road movie, like two oh, sure. people yeah, who shouldn't yeah. be traveling together or traveling together. One's causing the other one's n- nothing but problems. Um, which is which kind is, of a lost you know, art. It's always funny. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, there there aren't a lot of those these days. Like those, a lot of my favorite movies growing up were the kind of thing of like Tommy Absolutely. Boy or uh, uh-huh. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And, and I think that's probably the definitive one. Oh, for and sure. And they still yeah. do it every once in a while. Like it must have been like ten years ago. Now they did Road Trip with Galifianakis and. RDJ and stuff. And what I like about this one, and again, if you have, if our listeners haven't seen it, the long dumb road, and it's funny, but it doesn't, um, it doesn't try to have heart too much, and it's also not trying to be like over the top raunchy or ridiculous or anything. It's just like someone wrote a really good comedy that's a road movie and had funny people make it. Nice. Yeah, totally worth it. But you know what I would just watched uh, that I enjoyed that if you haven't checked out, I would recommend is the film Dolomite is my name on Netflix. Oh, was that good? I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's uh, okay. it definitely like fits in that mold of sort of like Bohemian Rhapsody or, you know, any of these like, you know, biopics that are like, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't terribly deep. Like it, it wasn't, you know, it definitely fit like a very specific formula of like we're gonna tell the story of how a person made this thing that you liked, and like it's you know definitely a little pain by numbers, but just enjoyable because the subject matter is Dolomite and it's Eddie right. Murphy and, and Eddie Murphy. fucking Wesley Snipes, who I haven't seen in a minute. Uh, he he's in there yeah. quite a bit. He was very enjoyable. Also, yeah, I've seen Snipes. Snipes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Snipes is great in it, uh, and uh, uh, Keegan Michael Key. Uh, isn't it as well? Like, is the cast oh, is really good. Okay. Yeah, Craig Craig Robinson is in it. I couldn't really tell if they were going for something authentic or if it was a comic parody on a real story. I couldn't. I couldn't quite get the tone just from watching the um, watching the preview that popped up without my permission. <laughs> Um, no, it's definitely. Um, it looked good. it looked beautiful. Like the costumes and the world building look absolutely. Yeah, beautiful. no, it's for it. sure. It's like the story of how you know uh, Rudy Ray Moore ended up making Dolomite. Like again, it, it's I'm sure a you know Hollywoodized version of it. Right, like right. you know what I mean. It felt very convenient at times, but mm-hmm. but no, I, I mean for that genre, you know, if we're gonna if they're gonna insist on making movies like this and like Bohemian Rhapsody and the, like mm-hmm. I'd prefer you make them about things like Dolomite than <laughs> some of the other like ones that we get. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. Also, I'm like focusing on Bohemian Rhapsody, but I would even put like the Stephen Hawking movie in the. There's like a certain category of like shallow biopic, you know, of like, like yeah. we're gonna play the hits of a guy's life, and you know, right, 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 totally, totally, and it's, it, I'm. I don't like them anymore. I'll watch them because people go crazy over them. I'm like, well, I'll check this out. But I'm always, I'm always disappointed. I find them all, even the best ones, to be mediocre. But see, I think maybe that's why I liked this one because I didn't know a lot about any of this. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe someone who, you know, is well versed in the lore of how Dolomite was made might roll their eyes at it the same way I tend to roll my eyes at most of these. But, like, I was just interested in, like, being in the dark about all of it of like oh this is pretty cool i will say by the way the the thing that annoyed me that feels like such a weird miss for netflix is so i watched this movie uh and it gets to the end and i was like okay cool and the the ending i won't ruin it but i really love the ending and it's a kind of ending that like i want to believe is real but we'll never uh look at the wikipedia for real life because I'll inevitably be disappointed to find out that they just made that shit up. But, uh-huh. but it's a very nice, it, <laughs> like crowd pleasing kind of ending that, that I found genuinely sweet. Uh, and then it ends and then the credits roll and then it's like Netflix does its bullshit of like recommending me the next thing to watch, which was the new season of queer eye, which is like, <laughs> My thing, though, is, like, how did you fuck this up that you don't have the rights to Dolomite? Like... You know, good call. Yeah, because... Good fucking call. You know what's so uh, sad, too, is that... Because like, I had that. Like, the movie ended, and I immediately was like, I would watch Dolomite right now. And then it wasn't there. Like, And then I actually even searched on Netflix to find it. Uh, then today I was on Amazon Prime because I was trying to find something to watch mm-hmm. uh, to like while I rode the exercise bike and I saw Dolomite was on Amazon Prime and I went, eh, I'm over it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that does suck. You can't tell me that the rights for Dolomite are so expensive that you're not going to buy it to accompany your Dolomite movie. Yeah, it just seems stupid. Like that see because also you're just helping Amazon because I do think you're going to drive interest in watching yeah. or rewatching Dolomite and then yeah, they're going to go to a different service. I Yeah, I I just didn't get that. And I feel like they've done that before. I I can't remember examples, but I feel like usually if they do something like this, they try to get the rights to the thing, you know? Like obviously you can watch the old seasons of Arrested Development. It wasn't like they didn't like work out their rights, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, like normally they have whatever the previous thing was. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, you know what really did it for me? It was probably several things because I kept cranking out these <clears throat> these biopics. Um, the one that really got me was um, the straight straight out of Compton. Which was which everyone raved about, and I thought it was okay. But by the time I got to the end, I'm, I, I, it was so obvious that this movie was written by the two the, the, the ones who made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the the two people who are rich and powerful and are alive. I thought it was weird. Told, I, the told one the scene... story they they wanted to tell, and I, 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 I in retrospect, I'm, I'm thinking about the movie I just watched, thinking, well. 
well, I think it's all horse shit. <laughs> I thought it was weird that one scene that stands out where Easy E looks at Ice Cube and he's like, "Look, we all know your penis is bigger than me, mine, but I just want to <laughs> say that I also know that you're more talented than me, and yeah, you're I'm the so star. I <laughs> fucked this whole band up alone, and it was no one else's fault but mine and this old white guy. Sorry. Yeah, it was me and the white guy. We definitely fucked it all up. Uh, but you guys all are your super bad talented. Behavior was definitely justified. Yeah, everything you did was cool, uh, <laughs> and uh, I was bad, and this guy was bad, uh, but you and Dre are cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely very cl- It's very funny. That's actually maybe my favorite thing about these movies, because when you watch Bohemian Rhapsody, there was a little bit of that, too, where it was like, you know, I just, I just want to, me, Freddie Mercury, I just want to say the rest of the band is also talented, and we should also think about how their people and right. they play mm. music as well. I know we all yep. think of Queen as Freddie Mercury, but also uh-huh. they're here and they're in some like or there would just be scenes where they would like go out of their way to have like the bass player be like, you know what I think we should do? And it was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And then Brian May's talking about, well, we should write another movie that finishes the story of Queen. Well, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Brian May. Yeah, that's, we, we finished the story. Yeah. <laughs> and that, yeah, that, that just, yeah, it strikes me as that sometimes of like, I don't know. There's also, there's also that scene in Bohemian Rhapsody where <clears throat> they are, you know, um, there was the, not, it wasn't the producer. It was the, um, it was the record label and it was, uh, it was Mike Myers and they listened. Oh, when to he looks album. directly into the camera and winks at you, the audience. <laughs> Yes, it was that yeah. scene. And, and then he's, he's saying, like, get in my belly. Um, oh my God. <laughs> um, and he was telling them, you know, you guys need to behave, baby. No, it was terrible. That scene was so dumb. Um, but but the thing is, is they were trying to show it as they're fighting for their song. When he said, no, it, like, you're my best friend. That's the single. That's the yeah. one we need to go with. And they he... And it shows them fighting, well, at least Freddie Mercury, fighting like, no, Bohemian Rhapsody is the song and stuff. Where I'm like, well, they were both huge hits. Yeah. And if you're, if you're actually, if you're going to ask me which one I hear on the radio more, it's the one that the record executive is telling you is going to be the bigger hit. Right. And he's absolutely right. Well, and uh, and again, it, well, and it's played in the scene as like, this guy's a fucking idiot. But like, yeah, yeah either way, they're going to be huge hits. And also, if... You know, the other, like, if You're My Best Friend ends up being the hit, then they, you'll still get a chance to, like, have people hear, but, like, yeah, there, there aren't really stakes to that argument in that, like, <laughs> your career is long and storied enough that both are, will be hits and will be loved and will be played all the time. And we know that watching the movie, so it isn't really working for me. The scene yeah. that you wrote where you're trying to show, like, artists fighting for their art isn't working because I know that the guy you're fighting against is also correct. Here's a good question. Have any of those movies actually ever been great? I really don't think so, man. I really don't. And I, I, if, if I were, I would have to actually see a list, but nothing comes to mind. Um, there've been some interesting stories told. A lot of them <clears throat> are from people, you know, that maybe you've never heard. Like the, I think, um, um, what was the the 
Doug Kenny biopic that just came out last year. It was um oh a futile and stupid gesture. Oh about, yeah 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 about creating the National Lampoon. Yeah, I like that was that was fun enough because it was short, it was sweet, it did not take itself seriously. There was actually someone talking to the camera saying, "We know these people don't actually look like those people, but give me a break. This yeah. is a stupid, funny, lame movie." Yeah. <laughs> um. So that that's okay, but yeah, most of the time they're presented with such such gravitas and actually trying to they're presented as this is the history of this person while taking artistic license because the actual story isn't that interesting well tell me an interesting part of the story then you're telling me the whole story well if you just want to take a window that you know is all interesting then show me that i guess i don't know or stop well and again and actually i give dolomite is my name credit because it really did do that which is yeah something you and i've talked about a lot which is like it really only focused on like you know a, a month before he creates the character of dolomite through dolomite premiering in theaters like you know obviously he had had a long career before then where he was kind of struggling and it really skipped to showing you that he hasn't really made it big to then this character made him famous and then he made a movie about it so like i give them credit for for hitting that sweet spot because that was straight out of compton that was one of my biggest things with that is like there was a like the middle of straight out of compton is genuinely interesting about like yeah. that period of their life where they're really popular and they're like taking on the police and like the police are showing up at their concerts and shit. And like, if you had just made a movie about that, I think it would have been great, but they fell into that. Well, we need to show everything. Yeah, sure. Sure. Actually, you know, you know, which one strikes me as still being, it's been a long time since I've watched it, but I love this movie is the people versus Larry Flint. Honestly, you're, you know, that does feel like probably the best. And that's, one. And that's a Milos Foreman. And he does tell the whole story. Yeah. It does get kind of long winded. However, it is, it's pretty captivating the whole time from what I remember. Yeah. Same. Like, years. yeah, same. I have not revisited it, but I remember really liking that one. So yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good one. And that's someone, it's just like, if you're, if you're going to tell someone's story, you need to, like, you need tell. You have to do all the bullshit. And yeah. A lot of people have done a lot of fucked up things, and if it's something that you said, well, we want to tell their story, but there are some things that we that we think people wouldn't like, so maybe we need to take some license. Then scrap the whole fucking thing. What's the point then? Man, Make a fictional story then. I man, don't know. I found myself getting mad too. I started watching the Ken Burns country music documentary. Uh, yeah, which I've I heard that's really good. Yeah, no, I, was, I really, I didn't get a chance to finish it because I was watching it, uh, and then it like, I, I don't know if it's gonna end up on Netflix, but it like disappeared from the app that I was watching it on before I because well, each episode is like two hours long, so I was like slowly yeah. making my way through it, and then it disappeared on me, but. Uh, I like I got to the Johnny Cash stuff, which w was great because Johnny Cash is obviously very fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I got mad and I haven't seen Walk the Line in a long time and I don't okay. super remember it. But like just listening to them talk about Johnny Cash's life, I was getting mad because first of all, the song Walk the Line was written for Johnny Cash's first wife to tell her to reassure her that. Uh, while he was going to go out touring, he was not going to be fucking other women. And then he went uh -huh. and fucked June Carter. Uh, and then, so you named the movie about him and June Carter about this song that he wrote for his first one. So already, okay. like, flawed from the start. Oh, my God. In your logic. Uh, by the way, uh, side note, 
Do you know what I learned from this country music documentary that blew my fucking mind? Do you know who wrote the song A Boy Named Sue? No. Shel Silverstein. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Shel Silverstein, apparently, like, that was his song. He he actually wrote a number of songs. Another one that uh, I discovered after all this is uh, the Irish Rovers song The Unicorn was written by Shel Silverstein. No shit. Yeah. So apparently, but yeah, he wrote A Boy Named Sue. He also wrote 25 Minutes to Go. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that is interesting. That's funny because I've, I've done Boy Named Sue a few times at, at the karaoke. And I don't know that I, I guess I sat back down before I saw the credits because it would have credited him. But that's, um, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You know, he's a communist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's neither here nor there to this discussion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I just like, I, yeah, I'd never do that. I'm glad that that got you as well like i yeah i'd never yeah you like you, you just and you know you you make that whole damn movie everyone makes a huge deal about it all these awards are won from it but then you you find out well that most of it's untrue you just used a bunch of basic facts to fill in the gaps of a story that you made up yeah which, what are what are we even watching at that point Make Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox was a way better biopic. It also, it really did, like, it's. it was hard for me to watch the country music thing when they earnestly were talking about Johnny Cash's brother being killed because I just think of Dewey Cox. <laughs> wrong kid died, wrong kid died. Wrong kid died, wrong kid died. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, you know, ruined that a little bit. Never, never paid for drugs. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and I also got, that's the other thing is, I think I remember Dewey Cox better than I remember Walk the Line. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's more memorable. It's goddamn hilarious. Yeah, no, it's a good movie. That's the best biopic. <clears throat> I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, well. Like maybe the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, well, all right. Well, I feel like we should talk about this. This has been a big story uh, today. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I'll break it to you because I found this out, too. Okay. So I'm just going to pull the bandit off for you as well. Apparently, uh, James Dean's ghost has passed on our script. Uh, so he won't be starring in our <laughs> our space western. So, oh, no. Yeah. Instead, apparently James Dean's ghost is going to be starring in Finding Jack. Did you hear the story, though? This is legit. Like, No, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I am. I'm definitely disappointed. I know. I, I thought we really were going to get him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So there's a movie coming out. Uh, it's called Finding Jack. It's a uh, Vietnam. We're finally making a movie about the Vietnam War. We're going to get to the bottom of that. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I guess we officially ran out of World War II stories. Oh, no. No, that's not that's not happening. <laughs> there will always be another one that will be based on true events. How is this a, another one based on true events? <laughs> I'm surprised they, like, there should be a cinematic universe, like a World War II like, Marvel universe at this point where the characters start interacting with each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I need to, excuse me, Shia LaBeouf, I need to jump out of this tank and make my way to Dunkirk. <laughs> oh, what are you? 
Uh, yeah, so... Okay, so anyway, so there's a movie uh, called Finding Jack, and uh, it's going to... Yeah, so it's a, a Vietnam movie, but they announced that they are going to have... It's a significant role. Like, it's a leading role in the film. Well, they've gotten the rights to use like a CGI James Dean to be in the movie. Did we run out of people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there are no more actors in LA. No one was available. Nope. Well, you know, because famously, no one really like has a James Dean vibe or looks like James Dean or has had a career <sighs> post James Dean for like reminding you of James Dean. Um, you know, certainly <laughs> that hasn't been an archetype <laughs> that has continued to pop up. That's such a dumb gimmick. Here's why it's dumb, too, because so they're going to, you know, they're going to Tarkin him, I guess. <laughs> like, uh-huh. but you still have to hire an actor to to yeah. basically now. So what you're going to do is you're going to it's going to star James Dean. But some asshole who like can do an impression of James Dean is going to have to spend months wearing one of those like suits with the little ping pong balls on it. And, like, go around, like, saying James Dean lines so that you can, like, Photoshop him out of the movie, but still use his voice to sound... Because, you know, like, okay, so you can make a shitty robot version of James Dean that'll have dead eyes, like, appear in your movie, but, you know, like, you still have to have a real actor, you know, Andy circusing him. Right. It's that is so dumb. That is so dumb. Which I don't even. James Dean died before Vietnam started, didn't he? Like he's not even. He died in 1955. Yeah, he died during Korea. Like what? What is even the point? Like when you think Vietnam, you don't think oh, like James Dean, you know, famous Vietnam guy. Honestly, if you're gonna do this, cast Tupac. We already had the hologram. I'd be way more into it if Tupac was That's in Vietnam. That's so dumb. How do you even know? Would he even, dude? That guy was in three movies. Mm-hmm. Three movies, and here and here we are, sixty years later. He has to be shoehorned into a Vietnam movie. What's the point? Who is that appealing to? Yeah. Well, here. Do you want to know the most depressing quote? This is the quote that worries me. Uh huh. This and I'm reading from the Hollywood Reporter just to give them credit for for cracking this story. Uh, but there's a quote: "This opens up a whole new opportunity for many of our clients who are no longer with us," said Mark Rosler, CEO of CMG Worldwide, which represents Dean's family alongside more than 1,700 entertainment, sports, music, and historical personalities including the likes of Burt Reynolds, Christopher Reeve, Ingrid Bergman, Neil Armstrong, Betty Davis, and Jack Lemmon. In case you wanted a list of all the other people they will try to do this oh with next. Oh my god, that's a goddamn shame. Yeah. And the thing is, is that it's just the face. Because you can't... I mean, okay, just from your from your list, uh, Jack Lemmon was a phenomenal actor. But you put him in a movie. It's he's not. He's not acting in it. No, he's not acting in it. He's just. It's just his, his face. You took his face. Now, granted, the the only one I'll give you is if it's Burt Reynolds and you're gonna hire Norm Macdonald to play Burt. I would. I would take that. I would, watch I would definitely take that. I would he watch just it. plays it straight the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Turd Ferguson. 
<laughs> not my name. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny because it's not a normal size hat. <laughs> if it was just that, but like, you know, crazy, like it's a, like, you know, it's like Gator or something is happening around him, but he's just like low energy fucking like. he's low energy fixing his cuffs. Yeah, I didn't write anything down. <laughs> But no, this is de- like to me. I I completely cynically read this as they're testing the water. They're trying to see if because people will probably go see this movie like ghoulishly to just like see what happens. It'll suck. It like it'll get bashed by critics, but it'll make money. But this does feel like like it's weird because I feel like for and I don't understand who this is supposed to appeal to, but I feel like. Someone really keeps pushing this agenda because remember, was it like in the 90s? I don't even remember, like, or 2000. Remember, they started having commercials where they would use yeah. footage. Sure. So it, was, it started in the 90s. It was Fred Astaire dancing with a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Where it's just like there's some weird, like, desire to, uh, I don't know, to test this. Someone really, like, has a boner for this. And I, and again, I don't know why, because again, like, Okay, yeah, James Dean is famous, but who really? I don't know. I I'd be curious about the metrics of how much James Dean, you know, like resonates uh-huh. with audiences now. Like audiences are clamoring to to watch him. And again, to your point, they wouldn't even be watching him. They would just be like watching someone with his face glued over their face. A hundred percent. And and someone. Um, someone doing an impression of his voice, I guess, which does anyone like James Dean speaks right now. Do you even recognize it as James Dean? You don't, he's a look. I don't even know his voice. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know what his voice sounds like. I couldn't, I couldn't pick it out of a lineup. Wait, hold on. Uh-huh. I, I, I think I'm channeling it. Okay. Let me see. Okay. I think okay. I can do Let's a James hear. Dean impression. Sure. Uh, you only adopted a cause. I was born without one. Molded by it. <laughs> I didn't see a cause until I was a man. I have to <laughs> assume that that is accurate. Yeah, yeah that's what he sounds like. I don't. I don't know otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like when I saw The Dark Knight Rises, I was like, "What did they fucking CGI James Dean into this movie under that they, mask?" They obscured his. Why would they? Why would they shave that beautiful head of hair? <laughs> It's, ridiculous. it's so stupid. Remember when we all watched uh, Rogue One and we're like, man, that looks like they really got Peter Cushing. That was a good idea to do. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I know we're on dangerous mm. water. You hate it when I shit I talk Rogue One. I can't. There's only 20 <laughs> minutes left. But uh, I think you may have found the crux of the matter is this is... James Dean is someone that most people recognize, even if they don't know who the hell he is or what the hell he did. They know the name James Dean. They know what he looks like. And so they're testing the waters. And if it works, they'll just start doing this. The whole idea is stupid. But they'll start doing it before you know, like, you know, um, Brittany Murphy will be in another rom-com. And it'll be a goddamn travesty, but that's what they want to do. And I don't know why. Like, there's other people. There are other humans who are living and working right now. No, and imagine, because they, they say in the article that, like, they had an open casting call. And, the, and they're claiming, like, oh, we just couldn't find the right person. And then it hit us. Like, we could have zombie James Dean be in it. But, yeah, uh, yeah well... Imagine being an actor in L.A. who, like, went in for that audition. 
<laughs> and you're like waiting to hear and you're like, oh, I didn't book it. No. CGI James Dean got it. <laughs> it's just a bunch of guys with like slick back hair and sideburns, like all sitting in a room going, fucking CGI James Dean again. Just again, they said they were looking for a James Dean type. Guess who I lost out to? <laughs> um, it's God, that's dumb. It gets it gets frustrating, but I I kind of see. Okay, do you know so, what? I, sorry, can I sidetrack for no, one second? Don't forget your please. point. But I okay. just had a really funny thought of you know who I would totally endorse this for is mm. Harrison Ford, who is not dead. But I think it would be hilarious <laughs> if he signed off on the idea. Yeah, use my likeness. I don't care. Like yeah. they, I don't care. So I I I get paid for doing nothing. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, do it. I'm into that. Yeah, I, I yeah. put me in this movie. Who's that? Over. I got. I got to let you go. I'm in a nosedive right now. <laughs> yeah, they weren't kidding about using your cell phone while you're flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a joint in the other hand already. This is really irresponsible. Oh, oh no, my my earrings caught in the. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> okay. No, what were, what were you going to say? Um. Well, it, it occurred to me when we were growing up. Um. It occurred to me that, well, it's, it seems as if anyone could be in these Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and probably do a better job mm-hmm. M- most of the time, yeah. you know? Yeah. But sometimes, you know, it's funny to watch him be kindergarten cop or, or something to that effect. It's but then, not a tumor. And some of those performances you think, well, it couldn't have worked without him. Sure. Okay. It probably could have, but I'll concede that. But there are some stinkers in there where not only could anyone have done it, but a lot of other people could have done it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but he drew people to the box office. There's a charisma that he has that people love. There, there's something about some actors where you just want to see them do anything. I think right now we're we're living that with Dwayne Johnson of... He's in so many movies because people love to see him in movies, and he'll do anything. I don't think yeah. he says no to a project, and it, he makes a lot of people happy. He does his thing. Mm-hmm. Fine. I'm not I'm not even saying any of that is, is bad, but isn't there a certain point where you, you say, you, you know, at least they, they have to be alive, right? They should be living yeah. people, even if they're in every fucking movie. You wonder half of them are stupid anyway. Who cares? They're just really fun and people love them. So who gives a shit? We're, we're just movies anyways. But shouldn't they be alive? Yeah, that should be like. And again, you know, like it's a weird thing because like the when you talk about Rogue One, which sorry, but like mm-hmm. at least with Rogue One, as weird as I think it is, I at least understand it. Or, like, it's going to unfortunately happen when the rise of Taj Skywalker comes out. That, Uh (laughs) uh, you know, that we're going to get some form of, like, a posthumous, like, Carrie Fisher appearing in the movie. However they did it. I think they tried to Uh use, like, previously shot footage or something. But, like, it's going to be weird no matter what they do. Or, like, Mm -hmm. I remember famously, because it was real weird, when The Sopranos did it, when... uh, Nancy Marchand died. Oh yeah, that's right. They had that that's really right. that weird, weird scene where she was yep. kind of like, 
like it, she kind of felt like one of those uh the pull string toys that kids have that like that cow says moo yeah. like she was saying lines uh-huh. that she had already said and she looked very cgi because this was you know both television and early on in like right the development right. of this technology so it looked really weird and like james mm-hmm. gandolfini was trying to but like stuff like that where it's I still think it's misguided and I still don't know that we should be doing it. But like, I at least get it of like, you're trying to finish this story. And unfortunately sometimes like Paul Walker dies while in the middle of filming a fast and furious movie. And you, and and that one, I actually feel for them the most because it's literally like in the middle of a movie, he signed on to do a movie. He would probably, we don't know, but we would assume that he would want the movie to be finished, you know? And so you know, you have to try to figure out how to do that. But like, yeah, when you're just like, what if James Dean was in a Vietnam movie because we can? Like what? <sighs> it's a real like C.S. Lewis move of like, oh, we went in this wardrobe and here's Santa Claus. Like I'm just taking everyone else's stuff and putting it in my world. It's yeah. It's, I can't think of a scenario where this move would be not only justified, but smart. I mean, if it was like your next door neighbor was James Dean and you called him James Dean and like the whole time, like he was like a grown up James Dean and you were just annoyed with him because he had used to be like a rebel without a cause. But now... <laughs> He just, even then, it doesn't sound like a good idea, but if it was like... It doesn't. No, it sounds like a horrible idea. But if he was like James Vanderbeek from Don't Trust the Bee, you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what you wanted. Also, by the way, James Vanderbeek, he's probably too old now, but he he's a James Dean type. Sure. Yeah, he's one of those. Yeah, he's he, one of those. He fits that mold. He would have been fine. Sh- yeah. Lots of people would have been fine. Yeah. I think this is so stupid. It's, it's real stupid. Oh, yeah, Molly's saying CGI Luke Perry, who, uh, you know, Luke Perry, whose entire career was based on being James Dean. Being James Dean, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it would be... They should just they should have James Dean replace him in Riverdale. <laughs> also, I'm, what I'm is that... I'm afraid of the, the precedent this is going to set. Can we also go back for a minute? Because I want you to play this out for me. What was that phone call to James Dean's family like? (laughs) Uh, Hello? Um, Is this the family of James Dean? Is this the family of James Dean? That's (laughs) probably what they said. We haven't done the research. (laughs) Look. um, You know, you're the sausage people, right? (laughs) We need some really good sausage. Look, we'd like to cast him in a movie. Yeah, no, we know he's dead. We're, we're aware. <laughs> yeah, we want to we want to put him in a movie. Yeah, no. Oh no, it's not about hot rod racing. No, no, no. The K- Korean War, uh, closish. Where he's going to be in Vietnam? He's going to be like a like a hippie greaser in Vietnam. <laughs> no, we're not aging him up like to the age he would have been. <laughs> <Ugh. sighs> it's uh, it's, it's nonsensical. Yep. Real dumb. I would, you know what? Now I'm thinking, I would watch a movie that was nothing but actors who are no longer with us. Like, if it's just like James Dean and Burt Reynolds and. 
Like they have to form yes. some type of team <laughs> to like to pull off a heist. <laughs> Not only that, but I would love for their yeah, they're all from different eras. Yeah, so like, yeah, Burt Reynolds no, is your exactly. 70s. Like, James Dean is the 50s. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you take and you take all of their all of their movie dialogue and all of their interviews and feed them into a computer, come up with an oh, algorithm, yeah. and then that writes the script itself. You just have them start speaking to one another. Yeah, they, and they that's only the can do things that they've already done in previous movies. Yeah, yeah it's like the <laughs> exactly. Mad Libs of fucking <clears throat> movies where you just have to make a. it make sense. No, that would be... I would watch the shit out of that. Like, that would be an in amazing... a heartbeat. That'd be amazing. <laughs> You're giving this away for free. Oh, shit. Yeah, no. Molly's right. We should be saving this for our pitch. Even better if it was someone with a really, really recognizable storied career brando take all of brando's characters feed all of that shit in there and it's a movie with just brando but it's brando like so he's doing the different voices sometimes like sometimes he just sounds like the godfather well no here's the thing you put all the all the characters are doing a heist together so you got oh my god guy godfather oh my god stanley all of them like they're working for the godfather he's sending them out on the mission yeah, and they're all on a team. <laughs> and there's some woman named Stella who's trying to stop them. And there's going to have to be because he says that a lot. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> she's really got to put him through hella. There's, there's this weird doctor who likes to splice animal and human DNA. <laughs> you know, I think this is good. This is good. This is good. This is way better than let's just shoehorn James Dean into some bullshit he didn't even live to experience. Let's see. Okay. Let me ask you this question before we wrap up. If you could add James Dean to one movie uh-huh. <laughs> that already exists. Uh-huh. So it's whatever movie we have. Uh-huh. But also James Dean is going to show but up. But also James it. Dean. Yeah. I would have him play the Sam Rockwell character in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That's not bad. I don't know why my go-to was Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, man. <laughs> Who would he be in Muppets? Like, instead of... No, well, that's the great Muppet caper. He's Who just, would he be in Muppets Take Manhattan? He's just one of the frogs that Kermit works with is now James Dean. <laughs> is now James Dean. It's like... I dig it. It's two frogs and then James Dean. Like, our boring... Well, we, we, we both had him in a movie starring green puppets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> But I think we're right. I I want to say, since it came up, the great Muppet caper has one of my favorite lines in all of movie history. Um, So, um, ooh, bless you. you. Um, Floyd is the member of uh, the Electric Mayhem that has the big bushy bushy mustache. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not to be confused with mustache with sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Floyd Pepper. They're all they're all in a room and they're about to they're about to uh, go on the heist and the, he says um, and Kermit says I'm I'm not going to lie to you this is a dangerous mission uh, some of you might even die and there's dead silence and Floyd goes I'm out <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite things that's ever happened in cinema oh it's great no I love those old Muppet movies they're great <laughs> they really are I don't but is the is the caper is that is that your favorite? Um, probably not. I don't know. I tend, I tend to to like 
gravitate towards things that like I watched as a kid that were new to me as, when I was a kid. So like I saw the Muppet movie when I was quite young, as we all did. But I saw a Muppet Christmas Carol when it was in the theater. So right. I tend I tend to be drawn to that one a little bit more. I really love the music and the performances, even though it's an old ass story. Like it was that would you know. If I were pressed, that would probably be it. I know it's probably not the best one, but um, yeah, fair enough. That would probably be it. Yeah, All right. I don't think there's a wrong choice. So. No, it was just that I see it as like not as funny. It's it's way funnier to watch it as an adult. You know? Oh like, yeah. To, there's like so much for adults. Like in those there movies. Is. Yeah, and it, it isn't like they're telling adult. They're using adult humor that goes over kids' heads. It's just that it's ridiculous to. To see Statler and Waldorf as Jacob and Robert Marley. And, like, well, why would they even do that? And their whole dance is... <laughs> like, it's, it's absurd. I love it. Well, it's also... Yeah, it's not like they were, like, body jokes that went over kids' heads. It was more that, like, these puppets are dealing with interpersonal dynamics that adults are familiar <laughs> with. Like, that was yes. the joke, you know? That's the joke. And, like, this... Most of Michael Caine's dialogue is taken straight from the novel. He's not hes yeah. not even being played for jokes. Yeah. This is just, I don't know, it just, it works. Right. It works. It's a good one. Yeah. What about you? I think it is Muppets Take Manhattan. That was the one that I watched the most. Yeah. Uh, I just enjoy it. I like, I don't know, it really gets me like when Kermit forgets that he's Kermit and he goes to work in an office and then he shows up at the end. And like Miss P, like the, I think it's just the end because like they're all trying to like sweetly, like it's the you know like a lesser storyteller would have had this moment work of like they're all trying to like tell Kermit like no you you are our leader and you're in this show and you're you know like they're trying to explain to him like these are who we are to you and we're your family and blah 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 and it's like not registering and then Miss Piggy comes up to him and she's like no and we're in love and we're gonna get married and he just starts making fun of her and he's like oh married to a pig oh what are you gonna bring home the bacon and he starts like (laughs) and then she karate chops him and that's why he gets his memory back like that's great that's good shit that is great that is good solid storytelling didn't we if i'm not mistaken didn't we go to didn't we go to the 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 little theater in brian's road maryland together to like in a group to watch um muppets from space together i think we all went as a group that sounds right that that one's not that good by the way i I, it's not that you know what it's not that good it's a little cheesy Awesome soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Really, really good soundtrack. Also, that one's weird. There's some Earth, Wind, and Fire, some Parliament. I think Marvin Gaye's in there. But isn't it also in a weird, like, time that, like, doesn't, like, Goldberg or someone show up in it? There's some weird cameos, (laughs) I think. Maybe. You know what? Was he a security guard, maybe? I think so. (laughs) It might have been Bill Goldberg. Yeah, there's some, like, weird, very 90s cameos that happened in that movie. You know who would have made it better, though? James Dean. James Dean, I guess we got um, everything. That's also another good question, by the way. I know we're just about out of time, but what movie? This is I actually saw this question on Twitter, so I don't want to pretend that I came up with it. But like, what movie would you want to replace? Uh, like, it's still going to be the movie, but you could like put Muppets in it. Oh, put Muppets in any movie? Like, yeah. would they be? Like put the oh, oh Molly's oh. rushing to the microphone. Okay, yeah, she. Oh my god, and yeah. it is the best answer. She was nine hundred uh, yards the original, away. The original Wicker Man. 
Oh my god! <laughs> but you keep Christopher Lee. That, yeah, that was the rule. Is so you have to keep one person, and all yeah, the other sure. actors are going to be Muppets. I would, I, yes. Watching Christopher Lee interact with Muppets <laughs> is fucking amazing. Here's the question: uh, You might have to come back to the mic. Is who plays the the cop? Like, I don't think it's Kermit. Kermit doesn't feel right. Who plays the lead then? <laughs> the Wicker Man. The this won't bring back your crops. That guy. Scooter? <laughs> no, um, um, Sam Eagle. It's Sam, Sam Eagle. Oh, it is Sam Eagle's a good choice. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I like that. What is, uh, yeah, I don't know if you... I, by the way... Um, I, yeah, it, yeah, totally. It's, um, it's Die Hard. Die Hard? Is you keep Bruce Willis? Sorry. You keep Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think my answer before, which still feels right to me, is... Uh, that you do a few good men and you keep Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> then you do have, like, Kermit just plays the Tom Cruise character. And Miss Piggy is Demi Moore. It's perfect. Like, that's the oh movie God. that you do. This is, this is all, this is all I want to do now. Oh, my God. Miss Piggy gets to be the hot uh, daughter of the innkeeper. Oh, yeah. Miss Piggy's the hot daughter of the innkeeper in The Wicker Man. The hot daughter of the innkeeper. By the way, one other pitch, just throwing it out there, is Silence of the Lambs. Ooh. (laughs) And you keep Clarice. Well, who the hell is Hannibal? Uh, I don't know who Hannibal is, but I think Buffalo Bill has to be Gonzo. And instead, yeah, and Precious is uh, Camilla now. A chicken. It's yeah, a chicken. It's yeah, a yeah, chicken. Yeah, totally sure. Camilla. <laughs> but yeah, who would be a good Hannibal Lecter? Dude, is, there, is there a good Muppet Hannibal Lecter? Well, who's the one, the, um, the, um, the, his name is like Count Dastardly or something, or what, he's in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what is that guy's, you know what I'm talking about, like the. Yeah, I, I can see him. He's in the the Jason Segel <clears throat> Muppet movie. Like, I know who's in the cell next to Hannibal. <laughs> who's it's, playing Migs? It's, it's, it's Animal. Come on. Oh, Animal plays Migs. <laughs> I throw jizz. I throw jizz. <laughs> you know this is a good movie. <laughs> Do you put? No, it doesn't feel right to put Miss Piggy down the well. No. I don't know no, who. No, no. Yeah, I don't know who gets kidnapped. Janice. <laughs> Is in the well. No, no, it's no, it no, not Janice. It's um, it. Oh, is no, it the yeah, guy it that like from the Muppet movie that they leave behind? The one, guys, wait for me. Like, oh, the big. It could be the big monster guy. I was, I was gonna say, um, Scooter, only because I don't really like Scooter. <laughs> scooter, <laughs> throw, throw him down there. Scooter, an overweight Scooter. That's not bad. Know. That's not bad. I kind of like the idea of it being Janice and she's just not phased by it. Oh, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I have more lotion, please? <laughs> this is good. We found a really good. Now I just want to do another hour of the show. <laughs> put Muppets into these movies. So, got... so, everyone, stay tuned next week for our all Muppet parody show. <laughs> Come out to Sesame Street. Have a few laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> I was just picturing Statler and or Waldorf being the guy who's gunned down and then taped to the chair in Die Hard. And so it just says, now I have a machine going, oh, (laughs) you know, what's funny because I pictured Statler and Waldorf as the FBI guy. Oh, my God. I want to hear one of them go. 
I was in junior high, dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're just both Agent Johnsons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. That would be... Fozzie has to be uh, Al Pal, right? Oh, yeah, Fozzie is Al Pal, for sure. For sure. (laughs) And for no other reason than I want to hear the story of Fozzie shooting a kid. (laughs) Christ almighty. (laughs) You know, they can teach you everything about stand-up comedy. (laughs) Except uh-huh. how to live with your mistakes. Yes, Jeff, waka uh, waka. I, <laughs> I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him. <sighs> I wanted to see. Oh my god! At the end, he kills. He kills Carl with a rubber chicken. All right, it's, but it's that same pan of like it that up camera and he's holding angle. a rubber chicken. He's, he's thrown one and he has one in the other hand. Uh-huh. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rubber chicken. Oh my god. Oh, I wanted to see his introduction when he's getting all the Twinkies. And he's like, my wife is pregnant. Ha 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 Well, here's the question too. Does Miss Piggy play Holly? Um, Miss Piggy could be Holly Gennaro. Yeah, absolutely. I think she'd be a great Holly Gennaro. Oh, God. And then you could have the news reporter guy be the news reporter guy. <laughs> like, what is it? It's a Guy Smiley or whatever. <laughs> guy Smiley could be William Atherton. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm loving this movie. Here's the thing. is like, that would be a great movie. I don't know that we could name a movie where it wouldn't be a better movie with Muppets. No, for sure. No, that's why I love I love A Few Good Men. Like, just like... A Few Good Men would be fantastic. I just want to watch Jack Nicholson, like, shout at Scream Muppets. Scream at a Muppet? Yeah. Here's what you do. Find Jack Nicholson and show him a Muppet, and he'll do that. For sure. Oh, my God. I love that Jack Nicholson just retired, like, at some point. And occasionally, like, I saw a quote once. I wish I could remember it word for word because I remember it was brilliant, every word of it. But, like, essentially someone asked him about, like, acting. And he was like, well, let me describe what I'm doing right now. Like, I'm, I'm sitting in my yard under a tree. It's sunny. Like, why? Why would I want to be acting right now? <laughs> like, he just has, like, a, I like. Heard, I think it was. <clears throat> I heard, um. Bruce Bruce Dern was on Marin's podcast. I want to say it was him who was talking. Yeah, it was. He was... Um, Jack Nicholson came up because they worked together a couple of times. And he, he was like... You know, Marin's like, well, he I guess he just up and retired. He just quit. He was done. And he goes, um, yeah, I talked to Jack about that. And he said, are they... Are, are they going to show me something that's better than what I've already done? It's a good point. It's a good fucking point. The day he gets presented a script that is better than one he's already done, he'll start acting again. Yeah, but don't worry. Like, after he dies, we'll just CGI him into a movie. Sorry. I mean, that's a a biopic right there. If you tell that story accurately... What, just Jack Nicholson? Just Nicholson's story. It has to be good. If you put every gritty, grimy fucked up detail in there i watched the shit out of that mm-hmm. yeah i'd watch it too just to watch this scene where he he makes the choice to whip a dildo out in the departed and everyone just goes with it everyone just goes i think i should do cocaine off of her ass <laughs> uh, uh okay also if we're gonna keep having these dumb fucking scorsese doesn't like marvel movie like arguments uh-huh. can we at least track down jack nicholson to ask him since he's been in both like Scorsese movies and was the Joker like can and he just, was the Joker. can he just settle it by going leave me alone <laughs> like I don't <laughs> I don't want to talk to you 
Actually, I don't like I don't like the quote. It isn't cinema. Hey, tell me, tell me, tell me the difference between movies and cinema. Well, Would you do that? Yeah, I, it's all exhausting. Also, no, I got mad about that because I really started thinking about it too, and I started thinking about the fact that you know, Goodfellas was released by Warner Brothers, you know, the place that releases all the DC comic book movies. Uh-huh. So shut up, uh-huh. like, yeah. <laughs> so maybe shut up. There's room for everyone. There are so many yeah. of those old school people who are so pissed at the way that people love these movies and how good they are i don't understand also but again but again he didn't come out and say i want to talk shit they asked him the question about the damn movie yeah and he gave probably a very predictable response that well, yeah. i don't even fault him for of course scorsese doesn't really care for these fucking movies no it and it's matter. yeah it is I, you don't need to have a side i yeah i don't know why we've put this much energy into caring either way like yeah, it's, no, it's fine i mean quentin tarantino loves marvel movies and it doesn't make me like him anymore so i don't exactly. <laughs> And, I, you know, I've said over and over that, you know, that I like Scorsese is one of those filmmakers who re- really changed, like adapted with the times. He's really like always made his filmmaking very progressive. Like there isn't really a Scorsese style other than he likes to make good movies. Yeah. I not, but it hasn't changed my opinion of him at all. Of course, he's he's going to say that. I just don't know why it matters that he has an opinion opinion on this one way or the other yeah no i don't yeah his opinion is fine he's allowed to have whatever opinion he wants i don't think we should be trying to figure out what cinema is or what cinema isn't and i actually like i think i get more annoyed by that because to me the only thing i really care about is to kind of tie it back to what we're talking about with like biopics and stuff is like I think anything can be done in an elevated artistic way. Any genre can be brilliant. And like this idea that there's a certain type of movie that is cinema, I actually think hurts movies more than anything because Mm -hmm. then people try to make movies that are cinema. And I would rather watch a bad Marvel movie than a bad serious movie. You know, a hundred (laughs) percent. Also, also I think it hurts, you know, the, the, you, you, it seems like there's some prestige in saying I made this art house film. And I think that really limits your audience, you know, of specifically, I'm think I don't know why this came to mind, but, um, uh, call me by your name mm-hmm. where it like, I think that's a really great movie, Yeah, but it's, it, it got, it got put into that category of indie art house film. And now it's not, not only is it not available everywhere for people who want to see it, um, in any city they want to, but also it deters people from seeing it. I don't want to see an art house movie when it really isn't. It's just a really, yeah. it's a really good story to, to, to watch on. No. And I, I think the labeling is what really sucks is because yeah, if you look at the seventies and the eighties in particular, like movies that got nominated for best picture, like movies that were like taken seriously, it really like was a spectrum. There wasn't like a type of, like, I think the nineties are what ruined it is like nineties were this boom of like independent filmmaking. And then all of a sudden there was a type of movie that's a best picture movie. And like, we lost the ability to have, you know, the movie that is also crowd pleasing and, you know, like, it, and it wasn't, but by no means is that the fault of the indie filmmaker no. they had to start making independent films because studios would only make these movies. Well, right. It, it came from a place that made sense. But then at some point what happened is those movies like were made for artistic reasons of like, yeah, like you're saying that I want to make a type of movie that doesn't exist and this is the mm-hmm. only way to do it. But then the problem is those movies were acclaimed. So then people tried to mimic those movies 
to make mm-hmm. serious like Oscar movies. And then we got that's how you get Green Book. I'm just gonna shit openly on Green Book. That's how you got yeah. Crash. Like you get these like I think in the beginning, I think the first one we got was the English patient. Yeah. Which is boring. But again, it's like you got those movies because someone was trying to make a serious right. movie, a drama. Absolutely. And like yeah, we got away from just a time when I don't know, people just fucking made movies and then you looked at the movies that came out and you're like, I don't know, this one's pretty badass. Let's nominate this. Which is not to say they got it right, but at least like movies that you might not expect to be nominated for Best Picture used to be able to get nominated. Like Yeah. In yeah, previous like Far- Far- Fargo was never going to win, but Fargo's fucking great. Yeah, exactly. Fargo stands stands the test of time. Or even like Goodfellas losing to Dancing Dances with Wolves, like uh-huh. but the fact that it got nominated, the fact like when Pulp Fiction and, you know, I mean, I would say Shawshank Redemption, but Shawshank Redemption is more of a classic like the kind of drama that you would expect to be, yeah. you know. Sure, sure. But they both still lost. And if I could if I could say one more thing about directors having quotes is Scorsese was asked the question. He said what he said. They printed it. Coppola pip- piped up out of nowhere. Yeah, no I one asked. Too. No I matter one... too. Here's my opinion. He's right. No one fucking asked you. Shut the fuck up. No one asked you. Also, we all know who your nephew is. He's been in Marvel movies. And that's some of his best work lately <laughs> has been Marvel movies. Fucking, you know, his season of the witch fucking cinema. You want to like start? <laughs> let's go through his entire catalog. And also, let's ask you about Sofia Coppola's films too. Are you going to say that they're all cinema? I love her. I'm not sure on her but like let's just see let's really throw let's see how far you go yeah you know what let's talk about godfather part three yeah it was that cinema talk about that one (laughs) it was that cinema like yeah no one fucking asked you no no one asked you no one cares uh but also yeah it's just the only other thing i'll say about this because we've also said a lot about the thing that we're saying we don't want to really talk about but also like (laughs) Movies where white guys play gangsters is its own tired genre. So don't act like, you know. And again, Scorsese is a guy that's done more interesting shit than just that. Yeah. And like has had a a wide and, you know, fascinating career. And, and I really do like him. And I, and I don't have anything against him or his movies. But like, let's not. Because I saw this shit happen when Leonardo DiCaprio, like when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. And they were like, DiCaprio okay. has never done a Marvel movie. Think about that. It's like, okay, but he's done like 30 movies where he played a white gangster who's like a yeah. like like it's its own genre that like has its own rules and style and you know, all of that. So like let's not act like he's reinventing the wheel every time he's in something. Right. And if you go ahead and check your records, you'll see that he did audition for some. Right. Also, if you check your records, you'll see that he was in The Aviator. Like, so he's also done yeah. plenty of tired other like types of genres and like, yeah aviator jay Edgar, like he's like yeah so let's calm the fuck down and, and stop pretending that one one genre specific character is better than another genre specific right character. also if if scorsese really wanted to throw shade at marvel he should have just been like yeah yeah no i i saw guardians of the galaxy it was cute when they tried to use music to cut the scenes to and like add <laughs> like using pop songs to create a mood and to like a style of cinema i liked that i don't know where i've seen that before <laughs> yeah and don't talk and don't talk shit because when you look at your early work it's just kurosawa so it's all settled the fuck down everyone's pulling from everyone else yeah yay yep so <laughs> so remember
Also, didn't like Coppola was one. I was gonna end the show, but I'm trying to remember what, mm. what wasn't he one of the guys that was like friends with George Lucas who fucking hated Star Wars when it came out. He didn't. The only the only person that liked Star Wars was Spielberg. Yeah, everyone else there was um, Coppola, uh, Scorsese, De Palma. They all thought it was horseshit, and you're about to go bankrupt. Why are you yeah. even trying this nonsense? Is it is De Palma the one though? That's the trivia question answer that like he helped write the crawl or whatever. Or he filmed the crawl. He, he filmed the, the crawl. crawl. Like, I knew there was yeah. a De Palma like trivia question in there. Yeah, yeah, that's a go and keep that in your head, guys, because <laughs> that that's come up more than once and on crucial occasions. De yeah. Palma directed the opening crawl to A New Hope. But yeah, but so those guys were shitting on that movie like. You know, they were shitting on Star Wars when it came out. So that's the thing. It's on brand. It's not like it's, like, out of nowhere now. Like, they've... Yeah, and that's the thing. So, you know, just because you're talented, you're prevalent, you're successful, doesn't mean you can predict what's good or call what is good not good. You know what I mean? Just do your fucking thing. <laughs> and shut up. Also, I really want Coppola to have to watch all of Nick Cage's movies. For real. <laughs> I mean, just because someone's your family doesn't mean that you have to be, like, associate or you're responsible for them. But, like, when you, out of nowhere, start talking shit about a genre of movies, I'm like, yeah. Well, and also when, like, I'm pretty sure you're the reason, like, he at least broke into the business. Like, I think that connection, like. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Even though he changed his name to a <clears throat> comic book character's name that he really admired. Yeah. Um, it's still, he's still there because of, of your success. And, and he like, man, I miss, I miss eighties Nicholas Cage. I, we did a whole, you can find it. It exists. It was a crossover episode. It's a two part episode with, uh, the Curioso where we talked a lot about Nick Cage. I, I, I think there's a good Nick Cage in there somewhere still, but he, he's, he did some good stuff in the 90s, too, but 80s Nick Cage was so, so good. Also, uh, here, this is where I'm going to end it. I would make a face-off where you replace John Travolta with a Muppet. Which Muppet? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. <laughs> um, who's the Pigs in Space one? That guy. The Pigs in Space guy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. You know, yeah. He seems like a leading man. <laughs> you know what? Because they're still in the Muppet universe. I was just thinking about the movies and TV show, but it's still in the Muppet universe. Bert. Oh. I think replace the two of them with Bert and Ernie. Oh, my God. Okay, so... No, no, no. You replace John Travolta with Bert, but then Ernie yeah. is plays Eve. Like, so he's... Ernie's, like, living... Like, you can get rid of the romantic part, but it's just that they're roommates. And so... <laughs> so when Bert switches his face with Nick uh -huh, Cage, uh -huh. now Nick Cage has to pretend to be Bert. And pretend like, to be Bert. And no. then it's like... <laughs> Ernie's eating crackers in bed, and, like, Nicolas Cage, Bert, like, walks in and sees him, and, and he's like, oh, no, I gotta stop doing this. And then, like, he jumps on the bed and eats crackers with him, and he's like, Papa's got a brand new bag. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> a whole movie written around one joke. I like it. Yeah. I like that. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Also, but if you're going to do that, you have to keep Gina Gershon, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. T keep Gina Gershon. Keep, um, what's that, CCH Pounder? I believe so, yeah. Was he, or Esopatha Merkison. That, that, 
the two of them are such good character actors that I have a hard time. I do that with um, um, uh, it's the same thing with a couple of other, couple of other guys. Yeah, there are pairs. Oh, I'm going to write that down. There are some pairs of people where they always get confused for one another. I also, by the way, always forget that Robert Wisdom, uh, who's a guy from The Wire who I really mm-hmm. love, uh, he's in Face Off as the friend. And it throws me off every time I see Face oh, Off because yeah. I keep forgetting that he's in that movie. By the way, he popped mm-hmm. up in Watchmen. I was very excited for that. Yeah, did he? Yeah, I yeah. I got to get on that. I got to get on that. Yeah, you should. It's good. Okay. It's only getting better. So, like, yeah, I mean... I, I just we already talked about the one badass lady who's been ruling that show, mm-hmm. but they added Gene mm-hmm. Smart, so it's, oh boy, it's just getting better. Okay, I gotta go. I gotta go watch this show. So remember, question everything. <laughs>
Are you are you good? I'm sorry, I'm not sure if we're waiting or not. You're. Oh yeah, no, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. I, was say. Like, I thought you were about to start any second. Oh, I just wasn't sure. Like you still seem like okay. you were settling. So okay. Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hi, I'm John Bennett. And I'm Patrick Stork. And we are the hosts of Expert of Nothing. A live game show where we bring six contestants up to, to talk about a pre-selected topic. And also to flash a topic that they have no idea what it will be. A completely unscripted debate. By experts making it up right on the spot. It's sort of like a bar argument meets TED Talks. More facts than a Texas textbook. It's like the Mabel Memorial March Madness every month. You can get our podcast every two weeks on the Peak Sloth Network. You can get our live shows every month at the wind-up space. Alternative facts, we got them. We invented them.